Oh, yes, they do, and they won 98-90. Massive fourth quarter, outscoring the Heat 27-14. The Raptors go to 2-2 two and two on the season, come home and get Philadelphia at home Wednesday, and we'll, we'll be with you Friday when they host Philadelphia again and uh, continue the homestand Monday against Atlanta. So plenty to talk about. Jim Taddy, uh, Warren Ward, and Josh Lewenberg with you. And, and Warren, right off the top, I mean, that's a massive fourth quarter, but but I, I think we have to go to the headline. Ochoa's performance again off the bench, 34 minutes on Saturday, 18 points, 34 minutes tonight, 22 rebounds and 10 points, and he was literally involved in everything, wasn't he? Absolute monster of a game for the Raptors. Great comeback win as a you know as a team, and I think um, in terms of precious individually, can't ask for more than that. Uh, you know, twenty two rebounds is is insane. I mean, he breaks um, you know his his previous high, which was only fifteen. Uh, but right off the bat, as soon as he came in the game, he changed the game. And you can see it's not just with the scoring. I think the Raptors were balanced as a team today. You see Fred. Uh, being a lot more aggressive, Pascal was him, you know, himself. I think even when Pascal's missing, as long as he's aggressive, good things happen. Uh, we saw, you know, we saw Gary Trent step up, and we saw OG have timely buckets. He may not have scored as much, but timely, timely buckets. So I, I, I liked, I like what I saw. And again, there's, there's no quit in this team. So uh, they're fun to watch, and you know, hats off to Precious man. I mean, you know, you're playing against your, you know, your, your old team. They, you know, they didn't believe in you. He comes to the Raptors. I remember his whole season in Miami, he shot 23s. And the Raptors, he shot 99 his first year here. So that just goes <laughs> to show you the confidence that, you know, Toronto has in him. And look what he's able to do with his minutes. Yeah, we, we talked about it before the game. Precious Achua had something to prove the other night in Miami. We knew he was going to have something to prove, want to put on a show tonight. And, yeah, I, I mean, there were stretches where the shot wasn't falling, and that could be said about just about everybody on the Raptors. But, I mean, Achua in a lot of ways sort of exemplifies why the Raptors were able to pull out and win this game. He, like a lot of other guys on this team, just sort of, hung around, find, found ways to be effective even when the shots weren't falling. In the case of Precious, it was hitting the boards, just finding ways to get extra possessions. And for a lot of these other guys, like they were just able to hang around, grind the heat down until eventually closing this game. I believe it was a 25-9 to run. And to Warren's point, like guys that were very quiet at points earlier in the game they they stepped up in the end. I, I mean, Gary Trent at one point in this game was one for, for one for eight from beyond the arc. Ends up hitting three of his last four threes, including hitting that dagger. OG Ananobi very quiet through most of the first three quarters of this game. Had only attempted one shot and then knocks down the big one in, in the fourth quarter. And then how about Pascal Siakam? Give the guy a ton of credit because. I mean, the story at halftime was this is the first time all season where somebody has figured out Pascal Siakam. I mean, the Heat did a really good job in the first quarter of, or sorry, in the first half of neutralizing him. But what do great players do? Great players read the game. And as the night went on, Siakam figured out a way to use Miami's defensive pressure against them he was making great reads in the second half making plays and obviously Miami has to adjust to that as well so when uh, Siakam is finding the open man and and making the play they've got to adjust suddenly he's finding opportunities to score and he hit some big shots down the stretch so 23 points nine rebounds six assists two blocks two steals if that's an off night that's a pretty good off night 
Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's it's a it's a massive fourth quarter. And I like what you said there, Josh, but you know, the third quarter was a bit of a struggle. So, Warren, take us down on the court here. I mean, what, what did they what were they failing with in, in the third quarter and what did they succeed at in the fourth? Well, I mean, listen, basketball is not a game of any sort of perfection, right? I, I you know, I told you last week you know, you know, Taddy, like you're playing a game of failure. So I expect there to be yeah. misses. I expect them to not have perfect quarters. I mean, they they just flat out struggled. You know, they came out flat. You know, you know. But the the best part about it was that they were able to you know to rebound from that and and figure out a way to win. So um, maybe they're a, you know a bit lethargic, but they're still figuring things out. They're not going to be perfect. Miami's a good team. I think I think what what helped the Raptors was that they struggled from three. You know, Miami shot what 30 something percent from three if not maybe less so um that that definitely helps your case and i think when it mattered they you know they got stops on the defensive end and then offensively they you know i got to give josh a lot of credit for that because he's right i mean all the players stepped up you know when they needed to especially pascal and like you said if that's an off night we will take it so fourth quarter come you know what you know, a fourth quarter comes around, excuse me, and they just hit another gear. That's the best way I could say it. I, I don't know, you know, I don't really know another way to um, to uh, to uh, articulate that. I think I think that the Raptors just are able to go on another, you know, on another level. And unfortunately, Miami was not able to keep up with that. It's a really good win. It's not a pretty win by any means, but I mean, Raptors heat in Miami. When, when is that a pretty game? You know, like you're expecting probably less eventful than the other night in terms of like crazy things happening. But this is the type of game that you expect from the Raptors and the heat. Remember that seven game playoff series back uh, years ago where uh, Kyle Lowry hits that big shot, sends the game into overtime. Raptors end up winning in seven games. Like this has always been. There's a history between these two teams, and this is the type of game that Miami wants to play. So for the Raptors to go into uh, their building, uh, understanding obviously we talked about this at halftime. These two game sets that I think a lot of them this season are going to be back and forth in this way, where we're going to see adjustments and whatnot. But the Raptors beat them at their own game and these these are the type of games the Raptors have to win too because we know they're not a great shooting team so they're going to be nights I mean tonight they they shot the three ball 44 percent they've actually gotten off to a pretty good start uh, from beyond the arc this season but we know there are going to be nights where the shot's not falling and they're going to have to win ugly but you get the same amount of credit for winning ugly as you do winning pretty and if anything I give the credit the the Raptors more credit for being able to grind out a game like this, all four games so far this year have been really close, down-to-the-wire type of games. The Raptors have been in all four of them. You could probably argue that they could have and maybe should have won three, maybe even all four of them. But the fact that, I mean, even the two that they won, the fact that they were able to execute on both ends of the floor as well as they did at home against Cleveland on opening night and then tonight in Miami, I think there's a lot to be encouraged about and a lot that, if you're the Raptors, you can take away from a game like this. Yeah, and it's still it's still fairly early. I mean, you know, like we're only we're only four games in. I know I know we have a lot of expectations for this group, um, but I I think their performance in these in these last four games have been you know nothing short of phenomenal. They they look like a real team, number one, and I I, I think playing in the '90s is where the Raptors need to. I want to say need to live because. If they get into the, you know, Memphis games and, you know, Brooklyn where, you know, teams like that, you know, they want to score 120, 130, they're probably going to lose because they just cannot score with them. But they can defend. And to hold, you know, this team to 90 points with, with or without them struggling, 
um, I think is a testament to the fact that they want to play, you know, defense first and figure out the offense later on. If you can get 21 rebounds and, you know, four fouls from Chris Boucher, we'll take it. We'll take it, you know, because he's he's also he's also contributing on the other end. You know, those those that tonight that 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 20 point contribution between Precious and Chris goes a long way. I, I thought you, know, you were saying they need to live in the 1990s, which would make sense in this, in this no. context too. This, no. this, this look, this looked like a game from the 90s. It did, it did, it did. Slower pace, <laughs> even though there's not as many post ups. I do find it to be suited, you know, to the Raptors. The Raptors are p- playing a lot of isolation basketball right now, which to me, kind of surprising. But Pascal's that good, so so they can. Hey, I'm okay with it. I it's it's we we don't need to see teams score 130 points every night every once in a while a game like this a good old slugfest is good too and like we said the Raptors need to be able to win games like this so this is these are good reps to have early in the season for sure yeah so to uh Warren's point uh, the three-point shooting for the heat tonight was 24.2 percent uh but what you said earlier Warren is true I mean when you watch the Raptors whether you get into the stats or not there's a point in the game where somehow they find this energy buzz and just drive the other guys crazy. And that's really what happened tonight, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, they – I don't know if it's energy bug or what's the right word. I'm, sh- I'm sure we're going to come up with it, you know, throughout the course of the season. But I, I would say that they, they find another gear where they make timely shots and they get stops. And I think maybe it's the cohesiveness that they have within the group. I think it's the belief. Um, I think it's the fact that everyone knows their role – and I think that's also very important. I don't, you know, you're not going to see guys trying to, you know, be Pascal on this team or, you know, even if Kem comes in and plays six, seven minutes, I think they all know their role and they're all comfortable with that. And that that's how you build a team, you know, like in a- any company, any company, they they have roles for everybody. The Raptors are no yeah. different. And I think they they just find a way to execute those roles. Well, you know, they know who's going to be taking you know, shots under six seconds, you know, and, and uh, it, it's so far in these four games, it's been working. And that's because, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Who, who, you know, within the NBA, any team, who's doing what, right? Like who's doing what within their role? And it, it, it goes a long way. They're an annoying team to play against. And I say that with love. That's meant as, as the ultimate compliment sure. here, because imagine being an opponent of the Raptors and you, you go on a run in a lot of situations you go on a run and you can break a team but the raptors don't go away and they're always hanging around they're always fighting back if anything you got a guy on the other side of the floor tonight kyle lowry who's got to look at his former team and, and and probably be pretty proud of the way that they play because this is the way that he plays this is the way he's always played and right. kudos to the raptors even post lowry to be able to carry over that dna a lot of that credit goes to fred van vliet nick nurse and a lot of these guys that sort of adopted that same mentality that lowry's o- always had it's a good quality for a team to have for sure and to your point josh um well i'll give you an example ex- exactly that uh sacramento is playing golden state they're done in the first quarter that game's over if that's the raptors the raptors are going to chip away at that lead they're not going to quit and i think that that in in game four you know, goes a, lo- a, a long way throughout, you know, the course of a season, knowing that everyone on this roster is going to continue to play. As long as, there's, as long as there's time on that clock, then, you know, we're going to get busy. 
and, you know, and we're going to claw back. I think that's why they did it against, you know, Miami two days ago. And that's why tonight they're able to win. Great response after the game the other night in Miami. No right. Doubt. Yeah. I, I like what you said about, you know, everybody having a role. And if we talk about the bench, we're going to sort of highlight Boucher and Achua for obvious reasons. But, you know, Birch was seven minutes and two points. Flynn was six minutes and three points, and, and Banton, who played eight minutes but didn't get a point. You could remember key plays, and each one of those three guys contributed in their minutes, can't you? Oh, with, without question. I mean, there's, there's so there, – and it, it's not just one thing. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the contributions from, from all players, but, but those three specifically, yeah, you can, you know, you can pinpoint those things because things weren't going their way all the time, and – that's the true testament to any player. I mean, mo- you know, most, most guys, whether it's early on in the season or late in the season, a lot of things don't go your way, but it's really how you respond to those situations. And um, I think all three that you named have, have done that. And, and, and if they can do it this early and not lose confidence in themselves, what do you think is going to happen you know, in game 50 and game 60? Right? It's, it's going to be there. You know? and, and, and they can look at each other and, and have confidence in that. Yeah, th- this was a, a really good performance from the Raptors bench. It, it's it was a very Raptorsy performance from the Raptors bench, right? Because, th- I mean, the the stat that people point to, and I'm just as guilty of this, I, I cite it regularly, is that the Raptors were last in the NBA in bench scoring last year, which is obviously not where you want to be. But even in the best case scenario, like fast forward to the end of last season, where Thad Young. Um, joins that crew and and the second and and Boucher finds his niche and Achua really broke through and the Raptors bench was a lot better. They were still not a high scoring unit. Like at their best, this is still not a group that's going to come in and completely change the game with scoring in the in the way that like let's say Miami even last year when Tyler Hero was coming off the bench. They don't have a guy like that that's going to come in and, and score ten quick points. But that's fine. You don't need that. What you need is for a unit or in this case two or three guys to come off the bench and change the game with their energy that's the identity that this group built last year and that's one of the reasons why we, we talked about the decision to start Christian Coloco before before the game and one of the reasons why Nick Nurse does that is to not disrupt the chemistry that this group had been building with the second unit he loves the chemistry that Boucher and Achua built playing together last season and sure enough they picked up right where they left off again uh, Boucher was not perfect. He comes in, and he's going to make an impact for better or for worse. He picked up a bunch of quick fouls, but he also changed the game with his energy. Precious Achua changed the game with his energy. When Delano Banton is at his best, he's an energy guy. So I think that's the identity of this group, and I I was really impressed with the way they were able to do that. 25 bench points, again, not, not a ton, but they outscored Miami's bench by 10, and they put their stamp on the game, and that's all you can ask for from those guys. Yeah, you know, you're talking about Thad Young, so uh, let's let's uh, bring in Gary yeah. Trent Jr. at the same time. So Gary Trent Jr. Uh, misses a three, gets the ball, goes in and, and takes a two and misses. Then as the ball comes back down the court again, he misses a close one, goes to the bench. Thad Young puts his arm around him, says something encouraging, and with the game on the line, Gary Trent Jr. nails a corner three. I mean, that's the kind of support this team has. That's great. Yeah, Teddy, I mean, that's basketball. I mean, you're, you know, you're not, you're, you know, misses and makes happen. I think sometimes, you know, you need to be reminded that it's okay to make a mistake. And, you know, I don't think Gary Trent was missing on purpose. <laughs> so, no, no. you know, thinks, 
you know, things yeah. happen and his teammates are there to, you know, pick you up and support you. And if, and, you know, I think one of the biggest things to do in that situation is remove your ego and know that it's not about you. Yes, you know, you missed the shots, but forget about that. You know, it's time to move on because you're playing a game of misses anyway. So, you know, Gary Trent was able to, you know, like carpet mentalize that and, and decide, okay, cool. Like I missed now I'm onto this play. And when it matters, I knock it down for my team. Because after that shot, the game was done. So, you know, it's a, it, and I, 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 I'm, I'm sure Thad Young is telling him that right now. Give Thad the game ball, right? <laughs> the bench, sure. Thad. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that, well, listen, that, that's why I've, I'm joking mostly. But uh, that, that, that's why the Raptors love Thad Young, is even in a game like this where he doesn't get on the court, and we can talk about that in a moment but even in a game like this where he doesn't get on the floor or when he first got to the Raptors last year and he just I mean he wasn't ready to contribute right away just given the fact that he had barely played in the first half of the season with San Antonio took him some time to get his conditioning and his rhythm and all that stuff but right away from the moment he walked in he had an impact off the court just in terms of his leadership younger guys picking his brain and he's one of those guys that not only leads by example in the way that he he approaches the game professionally and 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 all of that but he he really does he he does things the right way he leads by example and he he's directing guys he's giving guys pointers and and exactly what we saw on the bench today with Gary Trent Jr. with all of that said and I mentioned this the other day too I'm surprised by his lack of of usage early in the season He's a guy, and I mentioned it earlier, in addition to Boucher and, and Achua, he really helped solidify the second unit towards the end of last year. It seemed like he was in line for a bigger role this year just based on the fact that he was with the team from day one, had a good training camp. So I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of him. I think even in a game like today, he's not the type of player that's going to break the zone with his jump shot necessarily but he's such a smart player such a good passer I think they could have used him at stretches today in sort of the heart of the zone to make the pass and be that quarterback and, and kind of help give them an offensive lift in in that regard so I'm, I'm I'm surprised that we didn't see him tonight and even in the games that he's played we haven't seen him for more than 11 minutes in any contest so far this season yeah Warren just before we break what do you think of that um, I, I think I, it's a tough one. I think Thad is not is not playing as much because Nick Nurse needs understands that he needs to play the younger guys and give them you know those minutes. I don't think Thad Young is good enough offensively that he's going to make a huge difference to what the team is doing in terms of his intellect. I agree, he's been around. He's not he may, he may not be as nervous. Um, you know, you know, to go out there and probably, you know, make a mistake. But I don't think his contribution is going to be any more significant than, um, you know, a Banton or a Flynn or anyone else that's there. And I think that's why Nick Nurse maybe is electing to go with, you know, the younger guys. Give those guys, the, you know, the time to make mistakes and the time out there to, you know, gain that experience. I mean, the hardest thing to do in the NBA is to stay there. And I think, you know, I think you got to tip your hat to a guy like Thad Young, who's been in the NBA, made a career for a number of years. He's on his fourth contract. That is extremely impressive. But when it comes to the precedence of the NBA, it is a young man's league. So if I have young players on my bench, like a Coloco or a Bantam Delano, I'm going to give them those minutes so that they can get to the level of Thad Young. Because the, cause the only way you can do it is by playing. You can't do that by sitting on the sidelines. So um, I don't, obviously he hasn't played, so I don't know if he can contribute, but 
I think that's Nick Nurse's reasoning for why maybe he isn't electing to go with him. 98-90 was the final score for the Raptors. We'll be back to wrap it up. This is Raptors game night on TSN 1050. Raptors win 98-90 in Miami and go to 2-2 two and two on the regular season. Come back for three at home. And the first two are Wednesday and Friday against Philadelphia. So about four minutes left, guys. Uh, just throw it around here. We talked about this many times during the broadcast tonight. I like the, the double games in the same location. You know, you could talk about uh, what you can do on your off day, but but I, I think because of the quality of the games, uh, it just adds more credibility if that's possible. Uh, you know, and the other situation is the Raptors arrive at 4 in the morning, have to play, lose to Miami, and get out of town. This is, uh, I like this. It, it kind of works for me. How about you, Warren? I, I like it. Uh, it. It reminds me of um, like a baseball schedule. And, uh, you know, when I played, we used to play, uh, especially university, you know, we used to play the same team twice, you know, or, or even as a pro, we play the same team twice. So I have no problem with that. I think what it, what it allows, the, especially the coaching staff, they don't have to prep on the plane for another game. They can just prepare for the same team. You know, watch the film, make the adjustments that you want to make, and prepare for that team, and then, you know what, go on to the next. It, it, it's almost like the playoffs, just, you know, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of mini-series. And I, I think it, it, it will definitely help um, the gameplay because the coaching staff now, you know, they got to be creative because a lot of these teams will, you know, pick up on tendencies and plays – and then, you know, adjust for them the second night. So you've seen Miami come out and beat the Raptors today, and then the Raptors come out, you know what, and, you know what, and beat them back because they're, you know, they're able to make adjustments. The, you, know, you know, the game is not the same. So I think, it will, I think it will benefit the Raptors throughout the season, and it will benefit the league. Guys, I, I'm not complaining. Two games of Raptors heat followed by two games of Raptors Sixers. Now, later in the season, once the Raptors have a few of these sets against some less entertaining teams, then maybe we have to revisit this. I'm not sure I want to see two games of, like, Raptors Thunder. But for now, I mean, yeah, this was a fun sort of tit-for-tat back and forth between two really good teams, really well-coached teams, sort of like a chess match, like Warren was saying, almost like a mini playoff series. And I expect the exact same thing from the 76ers, who, by the way, are not lacking for motivation coming to Toronto after losing their first three games. They're finally on their board on the board with their first one of the season beating Indiana tonight. But I, I imagine those are going to be really competitive games too, a rematch of last year's playoff series. So, yeah, th- this is a fun start to the season. And as we talked about all, all throughout the night, the Raptors have taken something, I think, have learned something about themselves from these first four games, all against good teams, all really close, tough, competitive-type games, and I have a feeling we have another two or three coming up because Atlanta's in town after the two Philadelphia games as well. Yeah, that's a good okay, point. Just a, <laughs> just a quick thought here, Warren. I, I, we've got about a minute left. Against Philadelphia, what are we expecting? Oh, um, good question. I think this is the first time we have a low play, a low block presence where the Raptors are going to yeah. have to really adjust. And if they start the game with Coloco, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Joel Embiid is, is a, you know, he's a handful. So I want to see how the Raptors defend. I want to see if they double team Embiid on the block. And then on top of that, you know, they're going to have to deal with, you know, Mr. Harden on, you know, at the, um, out there on the perimeter. So it's going to be an interesting chess match to see how we defend. I don't think we'll have an issue scoring. Uh, I think the Raptors, I'm honestly not worried about that end. I'm just, I want to see how we come out and guard and what, what we give up 
to Philly? Are we going to make them more of a jump shooting team? Are we going to double team and beat? Those are questions that um, I have, uh, you know, I want to see before I give my two cents. And we'll save that for Friday. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, okay, and let's good. see who's on the floor for the Raptors. Scotty Barnes, day to day. We'll see if he's back in these Philadelphia games. And Otto Porter Jr., I imagine he's nearing his season debut as well. He's going to have to get in at least a couple practices just based on all the time that he's missed so far. But hey, guess what? After a busy few days, the Raptors are back in practice tomorrow. They got another practice on Thursday in between the Philly games. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Otto Porter eventually can bring to this mix as well. And I think it will Raptors be a lot. Win it. Yes, we're looking forward to that. Raptors win at 98-90 over the Miami Heat. This is Raptors game night on TSN 1050.